When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chicago. Welcome into the Chicago Sports Podcast presented by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. Find one of Goose Island's Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. I'm Kevin Kadek, head of content at CHGO, joined as always by my friend Luke Stuckmeyer. Luke, Hello. how are we doing today? Good, good. Remote again. I miss you. I know it. You know, I just, uh, I'm sort of glad I'm remote for this because I don't, I don't want to be around all the negativity. There's going <laughs> to be some a lot of negativity down today. here. The yep. Bulls trade deadline show just got over. Uh, Matt, Big Dave, and Will uh, are going scorched earth out there. Will is very angry, which is saying something because Will is not a type to really get angry. But the Bulls didn't do anything. They sat there for two hours and watched as other teams got better. And the middling Bulls, who right now are 26 and 28, did nothing. That's right. I, I told the Cubs guys on the Cubs podcast that were going on at the same time, I said, those guys are going to go through exactly what we did at the trade deadline where at least the Cubs made the F Ross for Wisniewski deal. But in reality, half was still there. Contreras was still there. And we were like, what the, how did, how did they screw this up? How did this happen? And I yeah. think the Bulls one is even worse. The, Bull, the Bulls one is, is worse. Like how can you stay where you're currently at? What about your current situation tells you, Hey, this is where I want to continue to be. And this is what I want to continue to roll out. Nothing. Nothing. We all know you're in basketball hell. Do something. Pick pick a lane one way or another. The rest you're of the trying world to stay out of the negativity, Luke. One. You're trying to. St- you're the one that sounds negative right now. You're right. You're <laughs> right. You're right. See, that's what I'm saying. And I would have been even more negative in the office. <laughs> in the office. All right. Well, we are going to dive more into the Chicago Bulls situation and really the entire situation with Chicago sports because it's been a while since. A Chicago sports team has made as big of a splash. I'm not, I'm not sure if you can make as big of a splash as the Phoenix Suns did last night, but it's really been a while since we've seen any Chicago team get anywhere near that zip code. So we're going to talk about that. Like, when's the last time a Chicago sports team, each Chicago sports team, got the fan base really, really excited? Uh, we're also going to just talk about Jerry Reinsdorf's general steward, stewardship of the Bulls and the Chicago White Sox. Uh, so it's going to be good. And then we're also going to be joined by Mark Carmen, uh, who's been down at Super Bowl 57 in Arizona all week. He, Adam Hogue, and Nicholas Moriano have been doing a great job with our yeah. all-city team, cranking out the content. Our guy Lawrence is back here. He's working working crazy hours, getting all that stuff out for people. You I've doing been right, Lawrence? for many hours this week. It's been a long week, uh, so we're going to get into that. Hey, first off, though, I want to tell people we're having our Blackhawks takeover at the United Center tomorrow night. It is completely sold out, uh, which is awesome. Lawrence and I will be out there with about 30 uh, CHGO Blackhawks fans, the CHGO Blackhawks crew. They're playing the Arizona Coyotes. It's a big tank game. So Good hard ball. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe one of the last. Yeah. yeah. Although – Patrick Kane's uh, likelihood to get traded took a hit today because the New York Rangers traded for uh, Vladimir Tarasenko from from yeah. St. Louis. So, oh, take them off the board. I did not see that. I've been in Bears and Bulls hell. Yeah. We appreciate everyone listening to the show, the CHGO Sports Podcast. Make sure 
You give us a great review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. We love it. Make sure you tell a friend as we continue to grow. Appreciate all your support. And uh, finally, I don't know if you guys saw this. I broke some news. I am running the Chicago Marathon. hey What do you guys think? I think it's a long way to run. How far are you up to right now? Like, what Are, are you up to five miles yet? I've, I've run a few half marathons in my day. Oh. Um, Chicago Isn't Marathon is... The Chicago Marathon has always been a bucket list. We came in on a bear Sunday uh, th- this last fall. It was a great Sunday for the marathon. I said to Carm, I said, man, wouldn't it be great to actually run the marathon a- on a day like this? Now this, now that I've signed up for it, it's probably guaranteed that it's either going to be really cold or really, really hot. It's probably not going to be like it was last October. Uh, but I'm running it for a good cause. I'm running it for Cal's Angels. It's a, uh, a charity um, that is designed to support children who are battling pediatric cancer. Um, it's affected uh, my family and uh, my cousin's son, Ben, is, is fighting leukemia right now. And uh, Cal's Angels has supported him a lot. And so his mom, Laura, is running it. And she was putting a team together. And she said, who wants to run with me? And I said, let's, let's check it off the bucket list for Kevin Kaduk and let's do a lot of good things for, for kids fighting pediatric cancer. So here we are. Can't argue with the cause. You're a better man than I am. Right. <laughs> like I, I mean, I, I, I know that never in my life will I be able to run 26 miles. Why do I know that? Cause I've never run more than three in my entire Look, life. I don't know if well, I've I know that 26, 26 miles in my life. Yeah. Like what's combined. that? I don't know if I've run 26 miles combined in my life. No, I have not. But both of you guys are, I don't know if you have better jeans, better makeups. Like, you don't have to run to stay looking trim. I, I do. And it, it doesn't even really, like necessarily help. I mean, well, I, I so. did wear makeup for like 20 years for work, but that's a different story. <laughs> different makeup? I, yeah. <laughs> listen, I, I, hats off to you. I don't know if I could walk 26 miles to be totally. It's going to be tough. It's totally, going to be a challenge. completely honest with you. I don't know if I could walk 26. I've, I've run those half marathons that I've run. Every time I finished, I've never been like, okay, I don't feel like if they told me, okay, now turn around and run back to the starting line. Like I, I could do that or I'd be up for it. And that's basically what we're talking about. So 26.2 miles. Um, if you want to support Cal's Angels, check out my Twitter feed. I made that announcement, I think, on Monday. So uh, appreciate anyone who does. It's going to be I'm, fun. I'm with do you expect sh- to lose weight? Shy. How much weight do you expect to lose from training for this? That's a great question. I'd like to lose about at least you know, 20, 25 more pounds just because that's 20 or 25 more pounds that less that you're carrying around yeah, for 26 miles, right? So. Yeah, we're going to have to cut down I'm on with, the do-right in the office. I'm with Shy in the, in the chat. He says, you're nuts, but good luck. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, let's get into today's show. We're going to lead it off with this week's Taking Care of Business Award winner, powered by ComEd. And we're going outside of Chicago to find a winner this week, and we're giving it to new Phoenix Suns owner, Matt Ishbia. He is the CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage. He's only 43 years old. He did inherit the money. He did inherit the company, but apparently a good enough businessman to take it public and get enough money to buy the Phoenix Suns from the embattled Robert Sarver. And as soon as he takes control of the Phoenix Suns franchise, he goes out and makes the biggest move possible, trading last night for Kevin Durant, one of you know probably the top 10 NBA players of all time, maybe top 15, depending on what we're talking here. And it's on. Like He wants to win the NBA Finals Championship. So I want to say hats off to Matt Ishbia for actually making that move because it is something completely foreign that we have not seen from any of our owners here in Chicago. And I think it's kind of really set the tone for my day. I woke up thinking, why can't we have an owner that acts, you know, I, I think the Ricketts kind of did that when they took, they, they said they wanted to win the World Series, but a lot of it was because they wanted to build up Wrigley Field and everything that resulted. We don't really just have a, a guy who made a lot of money and came in and said, all I want to do is win, 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 no matter what. Matt Ishbia looks like that guy. I mean, hats off to him. Don't don't you wish we got that from the Bulls? I personally think that AK, Mark Eversley, and Jerry Reinsdorf need to go with Aaron Rodgers to the darkness <laughs> isolation room, get their own room, sit there, and self-evaluate for four days about what the heck is going on with our Bulls. Because since they broke up the dynasty, I – I, I don't know what to say. It, it, you know, it's a storied franchise. It's the, the logo is known 
worldwide. We've D Rose gave us this glimmer mm. of hope and we all jumped on the bandwagon and then that, you know, fell apart because of the injuries. But now where are we going guys? Where are we going? Yeah. So if there's another owner out there in, in the NBA that's willing to embrace winning and just say, this is what we're going to do. And you know what? They've clearly become one of the two or three favorites to win the NBA title. You, you put them on that roster. Th the Suns are great. No doubt Denver's really good too. And there's some other good. He put himself in the mix to win a championship this year and yeah. not just this year, the next year. And look, the Bulls are not in that position. There was nothing that no. AK or Eversley could have done today that would have vaulted them into title contention. That's just not what this is. Agree. Um, but right now we're looking at a situation where the East, you know, you take Brooklyn out of the mix, that's fine. But, you know, uh, Boston's good. Milwaukee is still good. Uh, Toronto's making moves to try to be better. Cleveland's been better. Like, wh where are we going? And like, are, are we, and these moves could be made in the off season. We, we don't know if, if one of the three will be, or I guess, you know, Vooch, they're going to have to re-up because he's a free agent, but. Like next year, are you going to go back to battle with Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and uh, Nikola Vucevic like a, on a new deal? Is that something we're going to do? You're just going to wait around and say, okay, well, let's see what, what once Lonzo Ball comes back. We don't even know if he can walk up a flight of stairs. He, how can you count on that? Kevin, wasn't it la just a week ago that we did the over-under? How many of these guys are going to be on the Bulls? And I was like, well, they have to trade one of them. They're, yeah. they're certainly not going to bring them all back. They're not just going to stand pat. And sure enough, here we are once again, just looking at the same old, same old. There's, It's just. Yeah. And I, I just don't know what AK can say to say, like, to justify it. Because we're in a position right now where it's not like five or six years ago where the rest of the NBA is looking at the Golden State Warriors and Cleveland Cavaliers and saying, well, that's what it's going to be in the end. And that's actually what ends up happening. Mm -hmm. there's, you know, what, five, six, seven teams that could maybe win the, the NBA title right now that, that are going out and improving, that just watch the Phoenix Suns get better, uh, that watch the Dallas Mavericks get better. Like, what's going on? Like, no, not one of those teams would want Zach Levine. Not one of those teams would want the skill set of, you know, Vucevic. That's the frustrating part. Oh, like, you're going to have to move on. And I understand, like, AK made the big moves. He came in in 2020 and we were excited then and he took a swing and it was a big swing, but it didn't work and it's not going to work. There's no scenario where it's going to work. So let's strike while the market's hot. And they did it. I just feel like there's nowhere for them to go. Right. Mm. If you're not going to, if you're not going to tear it down at least a little bit and change it, where are you going? You're, you're, you're going to be good enough to not have a top three pick most likely because the lottery balls aren't going to fall your part. You're not going to make yeah. the playoffs. And even if you do make the playoffs, what's the point? Right. It's not like you have this super young team and you want to prove to them, here's how we do, and this is how we play in the postseason. No, like these guys aren't going to be on the next great Bulls team. Maybe maybe mm -hmm. Io is, but who else? Who else on the roster is going to be part of the next great Bulls team? Patrick I don't Williams. think any of these guys are. Yeah. Maybe I hope that Io is, is still around to be on that team, but I just can't believe. I, I guess the only explanation, we haven't heard the press conference yet from AK and Eversley to say, like, this is what happened at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. but there was so much activity, and we heard, I don't know if this rumor was true, the rumor of Levine to the Knicks, and it was possibly D Rose, and it was de dependent on um a shooting guard coming back, and it was like, well, that's what they were bickering over. If that's true, please, please, please stop it. Like, don't <laughs> tell me the value wasn't the same. I've seen, I like Zach Levine as a fun guy to watch, but he's also maddening to watch right now. If you're a Bulls fan, you know what's coming in. You know you're going to get some 35-point games. You're going to get some 38-point games. You know what you're also going to get? Some bad decisions really bad decisions late and and you're going to watch three guys who don't mesh well together allegedly because there's just not a point guard on the yeah. team I, I, i'm i'm rooting for russell i'm rooting for russell westbrook to come in they you know if he gets bought out just because that would be really fun chaos i mean i, I don't know how billy donovan would possibly 
figure that out with four ball do- dominant guys. But it'd be a lot of fun to watch just just in the terms of a beautiful mess sort of thing. I, I just don't know where they're going. They're the most confusing franchise out of all of them in Chicago. The White, the White Sox are confusing too. The Bulls haven't picked a path. The Cubs have picked a path. The Blackhawks have picked a path. It'd be less surprising if Kane, let's let's say Kane and Taves don't get traded at the deadline mm-hmm. in March, in early March, okay, or before then. That wouldn't be shocking. It'd be disappointing if one of them wasn't moved because this seems like an opportunity for them to totally reset. And while everybody wants to hang on to the championship teams, and those are the two pieces, I think most people also see that if you traded one of them or both of them, that you'd get something back that would help the rebuild, especially especially Patrick Kane. And when you look at the Bulls and you see the opposite, it's just like, at least the Bulls have, or at least the Blackhawks have started their path. Their path is trying to get Connor Bedard or one of these top two picks. What's mm. what is the Bulls' path? I'll it's tell hard. you what it is. It's yeah. a circle. We just keep going around in a circle, chasing our tail over and over. Yeah. So I yeah, I feel like I'm kind of over Zach Levine. Uh oh, I DeRozan. I thank him for his service. I I I like what, what Vooch is, you know. I, it's I, nothing I, against each appreciate. individual player. They're just not yeah, yeah. the bulls where we need them to go. So let's well, where I'm going at with over. this, Luke, is I want to ask you, are you are you done with AK and Mark Eversley? Do you trust them in in lining this up again? That that is a good question. We we don't know. I mean, the Vooch trade has not worked out. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm willing to give them a chance, but I'm not willing to give them a chance if they're just going to sit pat and do nothing. Like there better be some big moves this offseason. What? I, and I I just don't see what those moves are. Right. I I, I don't see what you're going to do. Uh, in how how do you you have, you have to be bad enough to somehow get that top pick? That really seems like the only glimmer of hope possibly for the Bulls is to be bad enough that somehow they luck into in the lottery the ping pong balls fall and they get the number one pick and they can't screw it up. And then you yeah. start over from there. Yeah. I mean, Other if you, that, if you could pull Victor Wembayana, that, that solves a lot of your problems. That solves a lot of your excitement problems. People are getting back in and getting excited about the bulls, but right now it's hard. Uh, our guy, Matthew Lucas in the comments says it's ownership culture for the bulls and the socks. And that's I, what I really did want to talk about this. And we, we touched upon it talking about Matt Ishby at the top of this. Um, right now, it seems like a lot of professional sports, um, they've become trophies for for very rich people, right? Yeah. And and they get in and they want to win. Uh, we're, we're looking at someone like Jerry Reinsdorf and credit him for understanding the value that was going to be unlocked via professional sports franchises in the 80s uh, via television and television money, right? So he, he bought the Bulls in 1984 for $9 million. He sold it today, probably goes for five billion, right? Yeah, I, you know, um, same same thing for the White Sox. I don't know what the exact numbers were on that, um, but obviously that thing is still be a lot, a hundred multiplier, whatever whatever he's in on it for. <laughs> like at this point, like why why even you know? And he's old, and I you know I don't know where he's at in his life and what he feels like he's accomplished or what he wants to accomplish. He doesn't open up. We don't know. Um, but at, at the end, if like you're not trying to win rings and you're not dipping into the luxury tax or you're not going out and ever, you know, buy, you know, getting a, a nine figure deal in baseball when those are pretty common now, like why even buy it? It's just it's it's like owning a sports car that you'd never bring out of the garage. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I, I think this points to the fact that he will be. He'll, he's gonna he's going to retire and I think he's going to sell one if not both mm-hmm. I don't understand though how you don't increase the value of those by making them better if the franchises are good and and doing well and winning isn't that where you get your peak value back I listen he's made millions of dollars he certainly knows money better than I do but it seems mm-hmm. like they're doing the wrong thing if that's the path he's going to take. We know that the White Sox are his number one true love, and then it's the Bulls. It's it's the White – he loves baseball. That's why winning that World Series, I believe he said, meant to him as much as six championships right. with the Bulls. 
but but well, then why is it? I mean, th- th- that was seventeen years ago, eighteen years ago now. That that's what I'm saying. Like, don't you want to see him do it again? Yeah. What what's holding you back? Our guy Joseph Ellis says the Bulls only been together for two years, and you all are trying to break them all up. Ready to it, ready it too earlier. Um, I mean, what what like where do the like? Let me. You're not going to win anything Joseph. with this group. Yeah, Joseph. What what have you seen that lets you think this team could mm. win a championship or even compete to be one of the top three seeds in the Eastern Conference? Yeah. Don't see it. Even even if even if ball came back and everything meshed perfectly, and all of a sudden it was just like some magic potion you threw over the Bulls. I I don't see how they're even a top four seed. To be honest with you, like, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, Demar's. Again, Demar Demar's been great. He's had a great NBA career, but he's not getting any younger. Zach Levine, like we're waiting for him to be that star, and he's got that max contract, and great for him. But when there's a minute left and the Bulls are in a close game, do you ever feel like, hey, this is where Zach Levine takes over? We're in good hands. Never. So no. that's fine. I understand the economics of the game work out that Zach Levine gets paid a max contract. That doesn't mean he's a uh, max contract player if, if you know if you follow so yeah I, I see in the chat that uh madden zach is saying bulls need to play consistently and put in more effort yeah maybe they should just hire tibbs to be their coach and then he'll get them to like push to the edge but remember Tibbs not only did that he also had derrick rose yeah uh, derrick rose derrick rose mvp is not on this team there is there is not an mvp on the bulls roster and Nobody that's the hard thing about them. about being an NBA fan and being a Bulls fan. It's hard to find those transformative players. Yeah, they these guys don't come out of nowhere. Um, but but you also have you know at the same time to win with those players, you also have to be the product of a good organization, and and you have to find the Steph Curry with the 14th pick or the Clay Thompson or you know like it's yeah you don't have to ha- just have the number one pick all the time. Uh, you're not identifying these guys. You know, how many times have the Bulls made a trade for a player um, who is maybe undervalued or overseen by another team and he came here and became better and that other team regretted it? Like, that doesn't happen with the Bulls. It happens the the exact opposite way. Spencer Dinwiddie, Bobby Portis, like you go on and on. Yeah. So it, it's an organizational finding, thing. I, I give him credit for finding somebody back in the day like Jimmy Butler that developed into a star in the league. But now when you look at how they then used that asset, it doesn't seem like they used it wisely. So that, that didn't work out either. It's tough. I mean, we, we just want, you know, good basketball to be played and it's not saying that they can't play well the rest of the way here and and they probably will be competitive. Um, But it's not what it could be. And we, we, we've lived through the bulls championship, you know, era, and we just want to get back to winning basketball, to back where they're, you know, in a semifinal or a final. Like, can we just get somewhere close to that? It just, it's maddening. Uh, 141 people watching right now. That's huge. So that that shows me how much people yeah. care about the the Bulls. I mean, they really are probably the number two team here in town. Um, so it, it's tough. Uh, Luke, you want to tell us about Athletic Greens? Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I wish every player on the team on the Bulls yeah. right now were taking Athletic Greens, and I wish uh, the front <laughs> office were taking Athletic Greens because it, it jump starts me every day. I've been taking it every day. Started taking AG One because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for almost a full year. I love it because it doesn't taste super healthy, but it is super healthy. Instead, it's got sort of a mild tropical taste to it. I take it first thing in the morning. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get a boost of energy, so I take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. That's the key for me. And giddy up, it's lifestyle-friendly too. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, or dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. Investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of regular old water every day, right from the tap. That's it. 
No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls or CHGO Cubs, whichever your team might be. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls to take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, Luke, I mentioned that I'm going to the Blackhawks takeover tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, my younger daughter wants to go along, but it's sold out. I, it, the takeover is sold out, so I need yeah. to pick up a diff, yeah, just a ticket for her to get in. She's six years old, whatever. She's going to be sitting either on a lap or an empty seat, whatever. I, honestly, we're probably going to be wandering around the, the concourse and you know <laughs> buying ice cream and things for most of the time. But yeah. to get in, I'm going to hit up the Game Time app. And Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. You ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like the 50-yard line, courtside, or behind home plate? It is possible with the Game Time app. And again, you can just buy it just to get in like I'm going to do it tomorrow. I have a ticket. My daughter needs one. Uh, so I'm going to, right before we get in the car, I'm going to fire it up and see what the cheapest price is and just buy it that way. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you could never buy and you will not find a better deal this season game time is created by the fans and for the fans and guarantees the lowest price you love chgo then you will love game time and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description so when i buy uh through game time they're going to know that i you know i was sent there from chgo and it helps us out so join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right, we have Mark Carmen coming up a little later from Arizona. We're going to talk about Super Bowl 57 and what it's been like for the CHGO Bears. Uh, but first, we just want to talk about, you know, we've been negative right now, Luke. We want to talk about when was the last time each Chicago team really got fans in a lather? Uh, got them excited, got, you know, got the good vibes flowing. And we're talking transactions, so like the Bears securing the number one pick doesn't necessarily count, even though right. the vibes were very immaculate that day. Uh, but I also want to know from people in the in, in the comments, you know, when's the last time if you're a Bears fan, a Sox fan, a Cubs fan, when's the last time, what last move you got you really excited? So let's just go team by team. Okay. And uh, you want to start with the Bulls and just kind of close the door on them? Sure. Uh, you know, for the Bulls, I just feel like it's been a, a long time for me. Obviously, getting the number one pick and taking Derrick Rose, the actual selecting of Derrick Rose made me very excited as a Bulls player, or as a Bulls mm -hmm. fan, I should say. Um, beyond that, I'm trying to think of hiring AK got people pretty excited, but it's it's if you can't compare it to getting Kevin Durant to come play for your franchise yeah, yeah. when you think you're already in NBA title contention, right? Like that. Was that, it hiring AK or is it getting rid of Garpax? Both. It was both. He had, he had a good pedigree. He looked he, did. He, he looked like a really good hire. Maybe he still will be a good hire. I actually, this didn't turn out well, but I think back to 2006 when the Bulls had a roster of Luol Deng and Kirk Heinrich and Ben Gordon and Andres Nocioni, Tabo Cephalosha. Mm -hmm. They had a decent, a decent young core, right? And then they went out in free agency and they added Ben Wallace. And I thought, wait a second, they're serious because at that time, Ben, they were looking for a big man and Ben Wallace was only two years removed from winning an NBA title with the Pistons. Sure. And I thought it was going to turn out to be a better move than it was. But I will say as a Bulls fan, I was pretty excited at that time about the move. Didn't turn out that well. And it's certainly not comparing to adding Kevin Durant, but I would say that if you're not going to include something with D Rose, maybe that's it. Yeah. I think Ben Wallace is up there. I, you know, I was pretty jazzed when they made the Vucevic trade and that obviously came with a lot of caveats. And it, as time has gone on losing those picks to Orlando magic it hasn't felt great, but it was, it was really a case first big move. It was a second all-star to come in and, and pair with Zach Levine kind of felt like maybe they would work off well against each other the DeMar DeRozan signing, uh, you know, that was, a, that, that was, that came with warnings from outside almost right away. So I think that the expectations were a little tempered. Um, I've got you know, it. I've got obviously it. the first half it. of last year was, was pretty cool. The King of the fourth and, and all that, but 
Um, it's adding Dennis Rodman. When <laughs> when they even though everybody hated Rodman at the time, yeah. when they added Dennis Rodman, even though you were just slightly nervous, you thought to yourself they could win three. They could win three more easily with, with Rodman being the big man. That this I, could work because MJ could keep him in line. I got to be honest. I was. 27 years ago, of course, I remember the both three-peats very well. I don't remember the moment that they that trade was made, though. No, 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 I don't either. But yeah. I remember being excited about, oh, we're gonna we're gonna run run Rodman out there with with Pippen and Jordan. And you thought that's that's probably right. the biggest moment, other than actually taking D, selecting D Rose with the number one pick instead of Beasley. That I'd put even higher. Yeah, let's talk about the Cubs. When's the last last Cubs move that really got you jazzed? I mean, hiring Theo, hiring mm -hmm. Theo is the obvious one. Um, signing John Lester um, in 2014. So those two are probably 1A, 1B. I've got one for you. How, and we're try, just trying to go recent, Luke. With okay. This. I mean, well, that's, so those yeah, are the are big ones. But Lester's recent enough. What about Craig Kimbrell? When they brought in Craig Kimbrell, were you, how jazz were you then? Or are you Darvish? I can't say I was super jazzed. Even with the Quintana trade, I wasn't a hundred. I, I can't say I was like Durant excited about the move. I was just kind of thinking, well, I would give up prospects for him if everybody's telling me he's a number one, which mm -hmm. he wasn't. Um, so I don't know. To me, the one that's totally comparable for the Cubs, if you're going to say the last time they really made a move that was even close to something like Durant, yeah. it, it was Theo. If it was a player-wise, then it would have to be Lester. And if I go way back in my Cub fandom, then I would say I was actually pretty excited when they got Nomar and Matt Merton at the trade deadline. Right. That didn't turn out to be anything either. And actually, uh, Rich Harden was another one where I thought, well, that's a pretty good move. It ended up costing them Josh Donaldson in the long run. But at the time, it was a smart move. It just didn't work out. But he was a good pitcher. But if you're comparing it to like Kevin Durant, great, then it has to just be Theo. What about the offseason where they got George Bell, what, Danny Jackson and Dave yeah. Smith? Is that right? Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, <laughs> George, I don't know why I'm George bringing Bell. that up. I just remember an old Cubs vine line where it was like, yeah, look who they brought in. It's George Bell. What about when they brought in Joe Madden? People in the chat are saying Joe Madden. Is yeah, Joe good... Madden's another. I mean, Joe Madden, Theo, John Lester, mm. like that, that trio of moves, each one of them was like amping it up one more space because Rizzo, you didn't know what you were getting with Rizzo. And even the Arietta trade, nobody envisioned that no, Arietta was going to no. turn into the lights out guy that he was. It was a reclamation project. There's some Those are the, the that Tony uh, says trading for Chapman. Yeah. 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 I mean that the, the Arietta and Rizzo trades are the actual trades where, that are a good example of finding value that uh, where other yes. teams couldn't. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what you need to do when you're building a, a like not everything can be Kevin Durant. Right. And yeah. we'll see how the, 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 the sons do, you know, they lost two great pieces in uh, Mikhail Bridges and, and Cam Johnson. So. Can you we'll the chat is right too. They said Dusty Baker. And when Dusty was, when Dusty came to the Cubs, it was just as big as when Joe Madden did. Mm -hmm. It didn't turn out to be that way, but people were just, when they, when they got Dusty Baker, people signaled that as they finally have their man to lead the Cubs to the World Series. He didn't quite get them there, but it was just as big of a signing at the time as getting Joe Madden was. Chicago White Sox. I want to hear from mm. the White Sox fans in the chat because mm. I think it's been a freaking while since there's been like that one real earth-shattering move. Now, I think going back most recently, it's been the building moves, moving Chris Sale for Yon Moncada and Michael Kopech, mm. who are, you know, two of the most, you know, I think Mankata was number one in you know in, in all of baseball in terms of prospects, and Kopech was right up there too. Um, and then, of course, trading Jose Quintana for Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease—that was big. But I don't think that's that. It's not that's electrifying. You're, that's, tearing, you're tearing down. You're tearing down. You're later. restoring hope, right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what the Blackhawks are doing right now. You're collecting some good pieces, but you don't know you're what they're talking about. Addition. You're talking about an addition, a move of of adding for the yeah. current team. It's got to be Jim Tomey. It has to be. 
Like I don't, That's a long and time. And even then, it was weird. How far back that, is that? that one was weird because you were still saying goodbye to Aaron Rowan, who was a beloved member of 2005. That's right. That's true. Um, but it was, you know, it was it, Albert Bell. I mean, I don't remember what that signing was like. It, for the longest time, it was the biggest signing in, in White Sox history. The big addition to James Shields for uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> Sorry, that was that I, I was obviously don't know who it is for the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got to be Jim Tomey. It has to be. Uh, how about when they got Contreras for Esteban Loaiza? Not, it's not Kevin Durant worthy. I mean, that, that that was just a good. Yeah, I mean, Jim, Jim Tomey was a. That's. A couple of guys trade? in the chat are saying Albert Bell. They agree with. Um, I, I, I don't remember the Albert Bell one. I just remember him as Joey. That's just my own personal baseball card life that I had. Yeah. Jeff's adding Jeff Samarja for Marcus Simeon hindsight, not great on that one either, but again, Jeff Samarja is not Kevin Durant, yeah. but it was. Nick Schaefer says signing uh, Luis Robert was, uh, is the Robert. closest thing. Robert. I don't know. I always, I always say <laughs> that. <laughs> Because we you went back to Luis and went Robert Robert. Robert. Anyhow, um, yeah, I mean they've had a lot of success, you know, signing out of Cuba. So maybe you say it's a Jose Abreu or a Robert. I don't know, um, Oscar Colas. I I think they're the hardest team to find one for. Yeah. So now I think the Bears are maybe you know the Bears have given us a lot of reasons here. They haven't necessarily all worked out. <laughs> but I still remember the feeling waking up in 2018, the week before the season began, looking at my phone and reading that they had traded for Khalil Mack. Like that, to me, that's yeah. that is the essence of here's the move. We are going for it. You get those tingles in your body. When I'm talking about that, you know, yeah. like what Phoenix Suns fans must have been like to wake up this morning and say that you got Kevin Durant you, looking at your, your Woj bomb on your phone. Yeah, Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack is at the top is- of the list. Jay Cutler, I think we remember where when they, you know, now we can obviously that didn't work out, but when Jake they made that trade for Jay Cutler, I mean it was everybody. If everybody. they made that trade in CHGO like exists, this entire yes. place is on fire. <laughs> yeah, completely. I can remember being at work and them trading for Cutler, and everybody started kind of looking up at monitors and like, is this real? They're checking, they're checking their phones, they're checking their computer to make, they're looking up at ESPN everywhere else to say. Did this really happen? Did they get Jay Cutler? Mm-hmm. And then I remember distinctly producers and APs and anchors high-fiving over, we finally got a quarterback. We finally got a quarterback. I would actually say that people were more excited about the Cutler trade when it happened, the day it happened, than they were even with the Khalil Mack move because yeah. they weren't 100% sure that the offense was going to be good enough, even with Khalil Mack on the defense, to get to the Super Bowl. But because we've never had a quarterback, the the trade for Cutler was people were jumping into Lake Michigan. They were so excited when it first happened, and then now, at the end they were jumping into Lake Michigan for a different. Game. It's proof positive that all this stuff does you know it doesn't always work out right. But you take the swings, and you never know what can yeah. happen. Right when CHGO was launching, I think the first day was when the Broncos traded for. Russell Wilson. Great point. And RK point. came RK came into the studio and lit up a cigar for the Denver Broncos. Right yeah. where you're sitting. And now he did, I don't know if they're doing the same thing or not, but they are but not. you know what? I'd rather swing and miss than be where the Bulls were today <laughs> and just sit on my hands and know I missed. Right. I, at least go for it. You so want I've, you want good organizations making good decisions making educated swings and complementing those swings with good role players that you've done through scouting and everything. So, I mean, that, that's just a thing. And it's like the organizations right now, I, mean, I, I would say I, I feel good about the decisions the Cubs make um, just from a organizational standpoint, the infrastructure that they've made. I mean, obviously it wasn't very popular to tear that team down, but I feel like now they're identifying good players. I don't feel yeah. that way about the White Sox. I, I don't know. I think the jury is out on the Bears. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, the first draft, I think, was promising. Um, Blackhawks, we don't know with Kyle Davidson yet. And the Bulls, I you know, I don't, I don't like with. 
I guess right now, if you're giving AK a grade, it's C minus D. Yeah, I would say it's been less than average. If you're gonna if you're gonna call C passing, but certainly less than average, mm-hmm. maybe it's a D. It's it's a it might be passing for now, but I don't think it's been average. I think it's yeah. been below average. You see all the. I mean, when you could see Phoenix had again, Phoenix can add Kevin Durant to what they had. Wendy Kid says more like a D minus. Daniel Gamboa says F. D Our guy plus. Joe Ellis says the Bulls get an A. I think I think Joe Ellis might be trolling us now. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yeah, the, the Bears have given us a lot of opportunities to yeah. get super excited. Uh, they just haven't necessarily worked out. Drafting Justin Fields is the most recent one. You know, that that went from what are we doing? We have Trubisky. What are we going to do? And all of a sudden, Justin Fields slips to the to the Bears and they're able to add him. Adding Fields is the last thing that got Bears fans yeah. super excited. Because we went into that day trying to talk ourselves into Kellen Mond. Thank God that didn't happen. Stuck. <laughs> he got stuck with the Vikings instead. Um, real quickly, the Blackhawks, I think it's obviously Marion Hosa, yeah. but the year before was Brian Campbell and Cristobal Hue. Uh, Campbell was a, Campbell a you know, great contributor for that first cup, mm-hmm. and Hue not not as much, but uh, that was really a sign that the the Blackhawks were you know wanted to contend and were willing to willing to spend. But then giving up Martin Havlat and getting Marion Hosa, that was just you know That's different it. level. And now now eighty one hangs in the rafters, so I and mean, there's no debate there. Um, anyhow, uh, the stage is set and we are counting down to the battle in Arizona on Sunday. There is no better way to get ready for the NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. You can boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Now, Luke, they've been doing these happy hours, throwing out some cool bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, I got Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders to score a rushing touchdown anytime. Either one, it was boosted up to 100. So that's what I'm going to be rooting for. I think I have a nice. good, pretty good chance of winning that. So wish me luck. I, I'm riding that one too, Kevin. Are you? You are. But- yeah, I gotta I gotta tell you though, my favorite DraftKings bet right now, yeah, is the NBA uh, early win bet. It's called where if you take a money line bet and the team goes up by ten points any time in the game, they start the game ten nothing, boom, you win. I, I've hit it, I think uh, three of the last four nights, including Kyrie's debut last night. They were plus two sixty to win. Over by the in the end of the first quarter, they're up ten. I win. So I did the I did that bet with the Nets the other day because they were like plus two eighty. Yeah, and uh, I thought all oh, the Clippers on the road, maybe whatever. They they got to plus eight two different times. Couldn't get the extra bucket. Yeah, very frustrating. <laughs> I, I did have that one last week, but I've I've had a little luck lately, including and I've been doing the same thing where I'm taking like a road underdog. So like I took the Blazers. When they were here against the Bulls, that was plus mm. 130. I had uh, someone plus 220 the other day. And then, like I said last night, with the Mavs. So, there you go. Uh, shout out to DraftKings on that one. Uh, we Download do the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code CHO. Like I said, new customers bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. I think you can use those on that, though. Don't quote me. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I just did it. You did? I just okay. did it this afternoon. Started, cool. I've already started using my, my free bets. Awesome. With code CHGO, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio, because that state sucks. Uh, see show notes for details. That's I added that in about it sucking. I, okay, I that, that was not part of the actual ad read. Yeah, Casey's not here to defend herself, by the way. <laughs> That's but, why I said uh, it. You know what? Who's someone who is here? The Mark man. Carmen. The king of Super Bowl 57. Oh, Mark <laughs> Carmen. What's up? What's up, Carm? Hi, guys. Um, I'm sitting at a table, and I think you can see the Kansas City in the background, which is pumping up the draft. So if somebody comes up to me at this table right now and asks me for a pamphlet, I might have to serve them, which I think <laughs> I, love, 
but this, this felt like the best spot right now. I tried to get on the computer, but the Wi-Fi is uh, being overrun by seven zillion media people. So hopefully this will hold. Thanks for having me. I got to ask you a question, Carm. You're like me. You were a Chicago expat who had to spend a you know a few years down in Kansas City. Great town. Uh, they have a great football team. Great game day experience. Do you hold any affinity for the Chiefs, and will you be rooting for them on Sunday? I will not be rooting for them, mainly because the Chiefs friends that I do have have become incredibly annoying, <laughs> and, and I want them to lose, and that's uh, kind of embarrassing that I have that feeling, but that is an accurate uh, how, my, how I'm feeling moment. Um, Kansas City's a great town, though. Phenomenal sports town. Uh, Arrowhead's a great place to see a football game. I mean, the Royals... Yeah, it's been ugly for the most part, but when they uh, they had their run of the World Series in back-to-back years, uh, the K is has its own level of beauty, even for a con- concrete structure, and uh, you can't be going to Allen Fieldhouse. I mean, really. So yeah. they, it, it's 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 a great great sports town. Very underrated. Uh, how's it been going in Phoenix? So we're having a great time, and uh, we appreciate obviously the support that everybody's been giving us. It, you know, the Jim McMahon was a great conversation, as was uh, Brian Erlacher today came strong. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking to head of referees, Dean Blandino, today. It's just a big day all around. Jalen Johnson and I arguing Kobe and, Le- or Le- Kobe and Le- LeBron and Mike. Uh, that was that was special. It, it, it is unfortunate that we've chased Justin Fields all around today, and he, he just dissed us one more time. Uh, Hogue is to- coaching me. He's like, hey, we've had a great day. Let's not worry about that. Let's move forward. <laughs> So I, I am lose. I, I really want to talk to Justin, and I'm, and I'm disappointed that we didn't get him today. But hopefully, it'll happen tomorrow. But even if it doesn't, such is life. But, but it's it's been a, you know, it's been a great trip. We've had, it's hopefully uh, people have been enjoying the content. Uh, Carm, I got a question for you. Who's the biggest star, athlete or otherwise, that you've seen? Maybe not even had a chance to talk to, but you've seen walk through the room, and you know, got you real excited that the person was even in the room. So, Luke, the person that had literally the biggest entourage around him and not even close was Stephen A. Smith. I, 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 it was unbelievable. And I love Stephen A. I find him to be immensely entertaining. But I'm just like, this is the person that's getting the Jordan treatment? I mean, you know, he's I get it, uh, you know, media superstar and all. But it was unbelievable how many people were around Stephen A. So... That that's been the biggest. I I'm trying to think of any like, you know, you're 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 the regular cast of characters are here. Rob Gronkowski's getting a lot of people uh, wanting to talk to Gronk. He's wearing a big green suit today. Uh, Brandon Marshall is, is doing his stuff with Sleep Number, but he's also just making his way around. Brandon, if you haven't been around him, and I I mean, I I just forgot how big Brandon Marshall is. Dude's you know he is a house of a wide receiver. But, uh, you know, I, I have not seen any anybody quite bigger than that, which I guess maybe is a little disappointing. I, I feel like... Uh, Carm, what about arguable goat Joe Montana? I was going to say, Joe Montana looks like the alpha dog there. <laughs> yeah, but Joe Montana, like, you know, law, it's, it's true. It's Joe Montana. Like, I, I, I get it. But he's just kind of quiet and strolling through and very humble. It just doesn't have the same... He doesn't bring the same juice as those guys, sadly. Okay, what about my mom? Your mom was right there. I I, I was so into your mother last night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. This is getting a little awkward. Well, she, you know, we walk in. She's the first person there. She's like greeting. <laughs> you know, she's your your mom is not a giant, so she's just kind of, but she's like has this presence to her. Um, and then she starts telling me uh, all the great things about you, Lawrence, uh, and, and your brother. And um, and she she made her way through the crowd. She was she was doing it up. I think you probably are aware your mom can talk. Yes, yes, very much. <laughs> I was so into your mother as probably clip is probably quote of the day. Um, yeah. Have you guys read the Joe Montana uh, piece by Wright Thompson on ESPN yet? No. It's amazing. It's really great. He spent some time with Joe Montana and Jennifer Montana in San Francisco. And I had, I was actually yesterday, I had asked a friend, I said, you know, it's very rare that any of 
ex-athletes just are well-adjusted, like normal, respectable people. And the reason I kind of thought about that was just because Aaron Rodgers has gone completely off the deep end these last two or three years. And you just thought like, what, you know, this guy is just not in a good place. Obviously the other ex-Packers quarterback, Brett Favre is not in a good place. It just doesn't happen for these guys. Right. And then this Joe Montana thing drops and you're like, wow, this guy's actually cool. He's got this hedge fund he's running and he's freaking Joe Montana still coolest guy in the room. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I'm sure I get caught up in it, but the whole media narrative that we just sort of decide these things while Brady is the goat and whatnot, like Montana, like it's just a kind of a, let's go off the board here a little bit and just respect what that dude did and how you, there's probably no other quarterback that you'd rather have down by six with with under two minutes to go and you're starting at the 90 you know the five yard line with 95 mm-hmm. yards to go well, i'll I mean, take elway okay fair that's okay. why he has a play called the drive like he has a series literally called the drive and the and, drive and, too and i love i love that answer luke i i just think like you know we we just make these decisions and everybody just sort of falls in line it's like well hold on a second where is joe montana in this conversation i mean he was joe yeah. freaking montana man there's, there's, yeah. there's, it's, it's just not by a wide margin when you talk about the all-time great quarterbacks. These guys are all so incredibly insane, uh, and you know, you know, the argument of against Elway, I, I suppose, is that you know he didn't, he didn't get to the mountaintop until at the very end of his career. But I mean, come on, he put the Broncos in it by, basically yeah. by himself yeah. for years before that. So it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. I the the thing it. about Joe Montana is he's so cool. He actually, I mean, his presence really cut down the Bears championship window, right? They came in here a few years after, you know, after Super Bowl 20 and just put, you know, the theory of bear weather just completely blew it up, ran up and down Soldier Field. I think it was like minus 50 degrees. Um, obviously, you know, they won what, two or three Super Bowls. Um, but Chicago doesn't, you know, we don't hate him maybe the way that we do Bill Parcells or Joe Gibbs. You st- it's still Joe Montana. There's a respect for him. So, now, Carter's yeah, going to go the other way here, right? I don't no, know. no, no. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm, I'm actually going to underline what you said because, uh, and I probably wouldn't have until yesterday. But we, you know, we had Dan Hampton on, and I said, you know, if you had had a quarterback, a la, you know, say Justin Fields, who Ham's a big fan of, or just, you know, really any quarterback consistently, how many Super Bowls, you know, would you have won? Eighty-four to eighty-nine. It's like, well, you know, more. For sure, and, and and maybe all of them, but let's not forget about the 49ers. And he underlined he, he underlined how good that football team was. So I yeah. think he gave major respect. Yeah, then the Giants, the Redskins, like they were all there. I, I mean, it, it wasn't he, like it was just the Bears and nobody else. Yeah, so. he he mentioned the Giants too. Yeah. Hey, uh, Devin Hester probably not getting into the Hall of Fame. That's the rumor out there. Are you, are you guys even going to bother to go to NFL Honors tonight? Or uh, well. The word on the street is now no, um, mm. uh, but I, you know, Nick and, and Adam have those two credentials. So, uh, and I was going to try to sneak in. So I still, I, 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 I still, think, I mean, come on, let's go. It's, it's, it's literally upstairs from where we're at. I don't see why we oh, wouldn't okay. just because what else are we going to do? We don't necessarily have to make the same level of stay all night to try to get Devin type of thing, but let's go in there and see who's around and see what we can get. But, I, uh, Kind you of don't a need a credential. You don't need a credential. I heard that when Joe Montana walked into that room and saw you, that he actually said back, is that Mark Harmon? Is that the real Mark Harmon? So, what? don't sell yourself short. Yeah. You know, Luke, um, I was screaming at him, and he didn't even turn. So, I like the best. Yeah. I, I, I wish that Joe loved me like the way I love Joe and, and, and want to talk to Joe more specifically. But, yeah, uh, yeah I have been denied by a lot of uh, a lot of people these the last, uh, I don't know, 48 hours of just, don't you want to talk to uh, CHGO? Don't you want to talk to Carmen? We've had a ton of people, and we've also swung and missed a little bit too. A lot of hits, though. You guys hits. did have a good uh, segment with Jim McMahon asking him about going to the White House with uh, the Packers. Lawrence, you have that queued up? Oh, you want to play that? Let's play let's that. Do what do you say? Yeah, let's play it. Yeah, here, give me one second. Let's show clip. the old screen. Uh, here we go. All right, take a listen. There's the legendary story of you wearing the Bears 
jersey right to the White House. How is that received from your teammates? <laughs> well, I, I, I explained it to my, all my teammates and all the coaches before we went to the uh, White House. I said, look, you know, we didn't get to go back in the day. I had to explain it why because I was playing with guys that were in junior high back when we yeah. won it. And so I, I explained, hey, I, you guys remember the space shuttle blowing up? Oh, yeah, kind of. I said, well, that's why we didn't get to go to the White House. And so I think they could have snuck us in there somewhere in between those 11 years prior. But, uh, yeah, so I went, I went with the Packers. I explained to all my teammates and coaches that I was going to represent our team. And uh, really the, the only guy that got upset was our defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator Fritz Shermer. <laughs> and I realized he got mad because he was the defensive coordinator for the Rams back when we beat him to go to the Super Bowl in 85. Oh. So I brought back some bad memories for Fritz. But everybody else was fine with it. Maybe a few Packer fans were upset, but I explained to them too. So if, they, if they're still pissed, that's, that's their problem. What? I love it. How is it talking to Jimmy Mack, Carm? You know, it's, it's a little odd, Kevin, right? Here he is. This is Jimmy Mann. And he's get he's you know he's in a wheelchair. He's there, uh, and I don't I, I know he can get around, but maybe just the whole day of being there, he's just that's that's how he's got to do it. Yeah. Uh, but then he he comes in, and you you you, you never know what you're going to get, right? Like he's is he going to be in a good mood? Is he going to give you, you know, he's Jim McMahon. He could have an attitude, right? But uh, he was he was super relaxed and telling stories, and I just I loved that one so much because it just underlined how much look, man. You know I. My, my point in my career that meant the most to me by far was in Chicago and winning with that team, yeah. being, a, being a bit player with the Packers, uh, you know, whatever. It's cool to be here that I'm getting to go to the White House, I guess. But I, I'd rather really represent what I did in Chicago and what that team was all about. I, I, I loved it. I, yeah. I, I, I still have a crush on McMahon. He, he was so much fun back in the day. Yeah, I, I mean, more than Montana, more than Montana. Who's your real crush? Punky QB. I, more more than my mom. It's the Punky QB. <laughs> I can't believe it's been 37 years since that happened. I mean, I can't, I, I can't believe like Jim McMahon's in a wheelchair. I mean, you can like given the era that he played in. Right. But that fact that it's been 37 years is crazy. I mean, I was six or seven years old when the bears, you know, and, and Jim McMahon were good. And he was like the coolest guy with the sunglasses and the headbands and you dress up for him as Halloween. And it was cool to see on set. Um, even though I wasn't there, it was cool to see him involved at least in a little way with CHGO and, and being able to tell that story on the set, and I'm glad you got that uh, that opportunity as well. Yeah, and and for the record, I, I did just get uh, I confirmed to somebody who for Kansas City tourism that Jack Stack is the best barbecue in KC. That's not true. I that's it's the only barbecue that they pay for in KC. That that's the most expensive. There's got to be something said for that. Like you know that people are they will sit down and they'll pay twenty five dollars for the for the ribs at Jack Stack, which they won't do at St. Gates or. Uh, Arthur Bryant's considered number one. Arthur Bryant, I love Arthur Bryant's Luke. It's delicious, but that's more like sort of lunch. Jack Stack's like uh, you, you would sit there down there for dinner. You don't like the Kevin. You don't like the you don't like the Jack Stack the corn little corn casserole a little little. No, the, the sides are amazing. Jack Stack has the best sides in terms of meat. There's m many other places where you you want to go get your brisket Joe's. or your ribs. Or, what about or Joe's? Or Harvard's Green Ridge Farm. Joe's uh, Q57 or is it Q50? No, Q39. What is it? Uh, I've yeah. never been. I think it's Q39. I've never been. Yeah. Um, oh, I like, uh, God, what's the place by the LC's by out by the stadium? That that place is amazing. LC just died, RIP. So uh, LC's, that's for like the, the locals will, will trump LC's. LC's is uh, great. And a, and a lot of people in Kansas City love Gates. The, like they they and that's like cafeteria style barbecue it's a different it's a different feel but you can walk into jack stack and you're like i mean it feels like you're going it's a white tablecloth luke if you want a okay. white tablecloth barbecue experience that's well, i that's go, jack I go stack. to uh, carson's for that there we go the place for ribs or, or the old don and charlie's <laughs> all right guys uh carm go get some rest or a beer um <laughs> lawrence make out. sure you you know where your mom is tonight that's cool. <laughs> it, she was very, very miss, much missing her son, Lawrence. She, she loves you, so know that. I'm sure you yes. do. Yep. I, yes, I do. Thank you, Carm. Appreciate everyone joining us tonight. Fight the good fight with the Bulls. Hopefully things are going to turn around. We want oh. better days for our teams. 
Uh, I think they're here, but it might take a little while. So uh, until then, we are always here for you at the Chicago Sports Podcast. I'm Kevin Kadick, Luke Stuckmeyer, Mark Carmen, Lawrence Benedetto. We'll see you next Thursday at our regular time at 3 p.m. Uh, until then, thank you. <laughs>